Hello, I am Rabbi Moshe Schwab, and I'm glad you could be here with us today. Uh, this this portion, uh, part of our teaching, is the uh, Torah study. Um, in in uh, portion for this week is Bereshit, and it means in the beginning. Uh, so in this portion, God creates the heavens and the earth, and mankind in His image. We are not God, uh, but but God has given us special qualities. The devil tempts Eve by changing what God said, and both Adam and Eve fall. They, they are tricked and commit sin. Cain is jealous of Abel and kills Abel. Mankind becomes very sinful, but Noah saves mankind because he listens to God. Uh, we need more people who are willing to listen to God and do what God says, that, like Noah, and bring blessings into this world. Our, our teaching uh, to accompany uh, the, our Torah study is called God is the Creator, Have Joy and Be Satisfied in Him, and is uh, in a different video, and it's available separately. So like I said, the uh, Bereshit, the portion for this week, the first uh, portion in the uh, Torah, means in the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth that existed was without form. The, the following is then the creation of the earth and how God created light and life. There are actually two creation stories. The second one begins in Genesis 2-4. That was the style of writing back then in the time the Bible was written. That's how we know Moshe actually wrote the Torah because that was the style and it shortly it changed shortly after that after Israel entered Canaan so God gave Moshe the words of the Torah Torah and it has been proven to be amazingly interesting in many different ways um, I should warn you some so-called theologians just hack up the Bible into sections and any prophecy they see that matches what happened, they explain away because they don't believe in the Bible. Uh, watch out for these unbelievers. They are just suits that make a business out of the Bible. So on the first day, God created light. And the first day began in the evening. Evening and morning were the first day. And so that's why we begin our, our days in the evening in Jewish reckoning. The second day the waters were divided. The third day water was separated from the land and God created vegetation. The fourth day light was created to define time. The fifth day birds and sea creatures were created. The sixth day animals were created and man was created in God's image. Understanding that we are made in God's image is important. What are the, some of the things that we can understand from this? Uh, perhaps we, sh we could understand that we should take proper care of ourselves emotionally, spiritually, and physically. We should recognize that we are, recognize that we are not created in the same way as the animals, and we should act different. We should treat others with respect and dignity, even if we don't like them. We have the ability to treat God's creation with respect and take care of it. We can do harm or good in how we behave in life. God has given us free will. 
So Adam and Eve were given a purpose in the Garden of Eden. It says they were to cultivate and take care of it in Genesis 2.15. They were to work, and work can be a very satisfying thing. Imagine be create, being created without a purpose. Uh, we need to take care of ourselves, but we also have to have to have us. We have a spiritual purpose. What do you think of that? And and so, um, as far as having a purpose in life, I found it very interesting. Theodore Roosevelt said, "Far and away, the best prize that life has to offer is the chance to work hard at work worth doing." I think it's a very good quote. We can get a lot of satisfaction out of work, and so God is, didn't create us for just no purpose at all. God saw that all, all that he made, and it was very good, it says. And God rested on the seventh day and made that a holy day, it says. Some people say that it doesn't matter when we keep Shabbat, but God made the seventh day holy at the time of creation, not the other days. Uh, Evening and morning were the first day, so our Shabbat begins on the seventh day uh, on Friday at sunset and goes until Saturday at sunset. That is the correct day of Shabbat. And since God deemed it holy since the time of creation, it's not to correct to think not correct to think that, that somehow that has changed. By observing Shabbat on the correct day, we proclaim God to be the creator of the heavens and the earth. God put Adam, Adam in the Garden of Eden and commanded him, You may freely eat from every tree in the garden except the tree of, of the knowledge of good and evil. You are not to eat from it because on the day that you eat from it, it will become certain that you will die. Genesis 2.17 Adam probably dies spiritually. Adam na names the names and God saw that it wasn't good for man to be alone, so he created Eve. Eve is tempted and, and tricked into disobeying God, and both Adam and Eve sinned, and so they, well, like I said, I, I believe they died spiritually at that time. And the devil made a, a serpent to speak, and, and the serpent speaks to Eve and questions what God said. The rabbis teach that Eve omits the word freely, adds the command not to touch, and changes the consequences from a certainty to a perhaps. The serpent then says that, that she won't die and she will become wise. Adam and Eve both end up disobeying God because they no longer had the truth of what God said. They were hiding from God, but God pursues them, and, and they tell God they were tricked. So God, God makes them coverings for skins and removes them from the garden from their privileges, but he gives them favor, he gives them grace. God has given mankind grace since the time of creation. God promises them a Messiah in Genesis 3.15. The rabbis teach that Adam and Eve repented, so God made a way for them to come back to him by promise them, promising them a future Messiah. God's favor of grace has been with mankind since the garden. Before that, actually, if you think about it, God created mankind it, and it was an act of grace. God didn't have to do that, but he did. Also, God did not have to give Adam and Eve grace after they sinned, but he did. Some say that God's favor only came after the Messiah came, 
And we see that that is not true. God also gave Noah grace. And Israel grace. Genesis 6.8 says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So grace, of course, came with the coming of the Messiah. Adam and Eve have Cain, and Abel, Cain grows vegetables, and Abel grows, raises sheep. When, when Cain's sacrifice is not accepted, he kills Abel. Seth is then born, and it says that his descendants called on the name of Yehovah. Genealogies are then given, and as the portion ends, Noah is introduced. Noah was, was in the believing line of Seth. God saw that man had become wicked, and he would have destroyed mankind, but God showed, God showed grace to Noah, a person who did what was right. That's what, that's what righteousness means. It actually means a person who does what is right. Some people somehow think that they are right without actually doing what is right, but that's, that's not clear thinking. Now, the beginning of Genesis is a heartbreaking story. God creates man and fellowships with him, but Adam and, Adam and Eve don't listen. Cain doesn't listen either, and mankind becomes wicked. Thankfully, there was Noah. This would remind us that doing what is right and good is worthwhile. Noah saved, saved the world by doing what is right. So following God's ways can in fact save the world, even if our minds tell us that, that what we, we are doing is inconsequential. Noah, one man saved the world. And so we see in Noah a picture of also the future Messiah Yeshua, who came to save us. This portion also mentions the Nephilim, that man's days would be limited to 120 years. There are some interesting points in the Hebrew manuscripts. Uh, the rabbis have been seeing something interesting about the manuscripts, and we sometimes will notice these, we could maybe think of them as coincidences, but there are too many of them for to be just coincidences. If we read the first two words of Genesis in Hebrew, leaving off the Aleph from Barah, we get Bereshit Bar, which means the beginning son. This reminds us of where, uh, of where Yochanan said in uh, John 1, 1 through 3, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things came to be through him. And of course we know that Yochanan is talking about Yeshua, because in verse 14 it's, it says, The Word became human being and lived with us, and we saw his Shekinah, the Shekinah of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. Of course the Shekinah is light. Uh, the Hebrew manuscripts contain uh, some fun and interesting insights. Here is something else that is interesting. The Bible begins with a large letter bet, and bet in Hebrew means house. Uh, the bet is constructed with three vavs. Vav is the number six, and three times six equals eighteen. And the word chi adds up to eighteen. Uh, Hebrew letters are also numbers. So chi means life. So we could possibly interpret this to mean that, that the Bible is the story of the house of life. Bet, house, chi, life. You can arrange the letters of the first word, Bereshit, to point to creation taking place on Rosh Hashanah. 
Also, bet is a large letter in the Hebrew text with, with a B sound, and it is the first letter of the Bible. Perhaps we have God's big B instead of the Big Bang. Interesting thought, isn't it? Well, maybe God put that in there to humor those that believe in the Big Bang. The first letter of the Torah is, is bet, and last letter of the Torah is lamed. This forms the word lev. Lev means love in Hebrew. So perhaps we can say that the Bible is God's love story with man, and Yeshua is the final piece of the puzzle that sends home, as in house, bet, God's message of love for all of man. There are a lot of suppositions we can make with the scriptures, but most of all, it is the scriptures that we are to learn and keep. These extra ideas can be fun, but they can diminish the scriptures if we focus all our attention on them. You, Yeshua said, You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me. John 5.39 So putting a lot of attention on these extra interpretations is wrong. Yeshua points out that, the, that they keep people from studying and knowing the scriptures the way we should know them. Even Shaul said, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth. That is Second Timothy 4, 3 and 4. You know, I share this because we are to do what God tells us and not just find hidden meanings. Some people get very involved in these extra meanings and lose their way spiritually. Do not listen to the people who are always doing this. In the Torah portion, Eve is deceived. Rabbi Shua warns us not to let the devil deceive us. It says in 2 Corinthians 11, 3 and 4, but I, fear, but I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in the Messiah. Sadly, some people have gone so far as to say they don't read the Bible anymore. They just look for meanings in the letters. Uh, they are, as, as it says in 2 Timothy 3, 7, always learning and never able to come to a knowledge of the truth, come to the knowledge of the truth. The Haftarah for Bereshit is Isaiah 42, 5-43-10. We see somewhat of the same, same here in Isaiah as the, as the portion for Bereshit. Man has again failed, but the good news is that God will not fail Israel. In the Haftarah portion, Isaiah, he talks about the Creator God and says that he took Israel by the hand and made a covenant with them so they could be a light to the Gentiles and open their blind eyes to deliver them. Does that sound kind of familiar to some of you? Isaiah then talks about the whole earth praising God. God will go to battle and win and lead the blind. Those who trust in idols will be shamed. Isaiah says that Israel is a blind servant and will be destroyed for their sin. Continues to say that God will redeem Israel, though. He loves them and will bring them back to their land, for he is God. It is not true that God is done with Israel, as some incorrectly teach. Also, we should note, many believers in the Messiah are blind, too, and don't understand the scriptures in their proper biblical Jewish or Israelite context. Bible teachers 
sometimes teach their own doctor just good advice instead of truth. Theology has taken over Christianity and they explain away the scripture and, and, and act as gods to those who seek God. They don't want to offend anyone so they don't want to, because they don't want to lose money. It's not really their money. They are just suits who are running a business. They say they believe, but do they, do they really believe? If you believe in God, you must also believe He exists and do what He says. Revelation 21.8 says, All liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. Well, this sounds awful, but if no one ever tells you that they are watering down God's word, you will end up in the lake of fire with them. So that concludes our, our Torah teaching for for today, and I hope you will also listen to our accompanying teaching for uh, Bereshit. And so I'd like to say the uh, uh, ironic benediction right now. Yehovah bless you and keep you. Yehovah make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Yehovah lift his comes upon you and give you peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us. God bless.